Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Working on this thing, love for God, for me and for you. And we have uh, dealt with that, talking about we should love God. We love him because he first loved us. We love him because he has shown us uh, time and time again that he loved us. And so we love the Lord and the angle that we were really focusing on as we talked about our love for God is that perhaps we need to make sure that our love for him has not uh, waxed cold, for lack of better words, has not uh, 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 faded in any way. We want to love God uh, passionately. We want to love God uh, not out of motion, but love God with emotion. We want to love him uh, with fervency. We want to love him uh, with all that we have. Praise God. That's the kind of love for God that we want. We don't want him. We don't want to just love him uh, with what we say in our lips and then our heart be far from him. No, we don't want that. We want to love God and mean it. Love him in our action. Love him in our uh, passion toward him. And uh, that's where we want to be. Praise God. We we don't want to just scratch the surface. Say, oh, yes, I love Jesus. Is there anybody here that loves my Jesus? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. No. We want to really have some fire behind it. Have some passion. Have some fervency behind that yes i love him how do you know you love him because i i it's in my actions i think about uh him when i do things when i say things when i go places i think about how's this gonna make the lord feel i love him so much i consider his uh the lord in my actions i don't want to make the Lord feel any kind of way in my doings, in my sayings. That that's the kind of love we want to have for the Lord love for God. Then, uh, we want to love ourselves. We don't want to be, uh, an egomaniac and be uh, self-centered or selfish or anything like that. But we do want to have love for ourselves and appreciation for the person God has made us to be. Praise God. There is nothing wrong with you appreciating who you are. I I want everybody to understand it. There's nothing wrong with you appreciating who you are. We are all, as the scripture said, fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to love and appreciate uh, who you are. Love and appreciate who you are. That's what we're talking about. When I say I have love for me, I I love and I appreciate who I who I am. Therefore, I will do what I can to take care of myself. 
Okay. I will do what I can because I appreciate who God has made me and, uh, the life he has given me. I'll take care of myself. I do my best to eat properly. Lord help me. Uh, cause I just ate two or three cookies today. I, <laughs> Lord help me. Uh, I do my best <laughs> to eat properly. I do my best uh, to get my proper rest. I do my best uh, to uh, protect my mental health. I do my best to to do what I can uh, uh, because I love me. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, uh, tripping in that I'm prideful. You know, that I think I'm better than anybody else or think that the world revolves around me. It's, it's, it's nothing like that when I say I love me. No, no. When I say I love me, I appreciate uh, uh, who God has made me and the life he has blessed me to have. And therefore, I'm going to uh, take care of me. Right. I can't expect anybody else to do for me. And so because I'm going to take care of me and do for me, then once I properly uh, know how to love me, then I can do this other thing. Love you. Right. Love for God. Love for me. Love for you. Right. Love for God. Love for me love for you. That's what we want to close with tonight. Love for you. Let's look at our theme verse for a moment. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. And it says, he answered, he, and he answering said, thou shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. All right, let's read that again. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Interesting that this is put together. We're going to read the context of this um, so we understand what's happening in this verse. Okay? So I love the Lord my God. I love uh, my neighbor as myself. So the question we want to ask tonight because we know we're supposed to love our neighbor, but who, what does it mean? to love my neighbor. What does it mean to love my neighbor? What, what does that really mean when it says love your neighbor? And in order to understand that we have to first ask who is my neighbor? All right. Y'all help me with this class tonight. Put that question in the comments because we want you to engage with me. Ask that question. Who is my neighbor? We're asking that question because this question was actually asked in the text. Who is my neighbor? All right. Who is my neighbor? 
So I'm going to give you this working definition of who our neighbor is. Who is our neighbor? I don't want you to limit your neighbor to being the person that lives beside you on your street or across the street from you. I want you to broaden who your perspective of who your neighbor is or who your, your idea of who your neighbor is, right? Your neighbor is anyone. Get this. Anyone, irrespective of their nationality or their religion. Okay? Your neighbor is anyone, irrespective of their nationality or their religion, with whom we live or whom we chance to meet. That's who your neighbor is. Anyone, irrespective of their nationality or religion, with whom we live or we chance to meet, whom we have an encounter with, no matter their nationality or their religion. If we are afforded a chance to meet them, they are considered our neighbor. Okay, they are considered our neighbor. If we have any type of interaction, chance to meet, they're considered our neighbor. So, how do I then love my neighbor? How do I love this person that I meet whom may be of a different nationality or the same who may be of a different religion or the same religion that I may meet who, how do I love this person? How do I love these people? Let's look at this text in its uh, entirety. We're going to do a little bit of reading tonight. Y'all ready? Let's begin at verse 25. Jesus was doing a little teaching and preaching. And um, as he was teaching and preaching, this happened. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up. This should tell you right now where this conversation was uh, attempting to go because of who stood up someone who thought maybe they knew everything or had a one up on Jesus. Right. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. This lawyer was testing Jesus to see if Jesus really knew what he was talking about, knew exactly what uh, he was teaching about. If he knew his stuff, that's what he was doing. A certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this seems like it's a, you know, very uh, uh, righteous question. But listen to the 
tone or the uh, uh, the way he's asking it, the spirit, I should say, in which he's asking it. Because the Bible tells us clearly he was tempting Jesus to see what he was going to say. Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, what is it written in the law? How readest thou? And the man answered saying, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. And thy neighbor is thyself. And he answered unto him, Jesus responding back to this, said, Thou answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But now Smarty Pants comes back again, asked this question. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Again, this is a lawyer trying to uh, test Jesus, trying to find him in some type of uh, uh, fault. So now Jesus has uh, 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 told him what you said about the law is right. Now this lawyer wants to break it down. He said, so now, well, then who is my neighbor? Okay, you all hear the spirit behind this. I want to pause here. Let me let me say this. Jesus had a lot of patience with people. And maybe we'll talk about this one day. He had a lot of patience with people because people was always tempting in him and trying to get him to get caught up in things. But we as people have to know when to cut the conversation short, right? Because some, you have to know the spirit behind people, people's conversation. Jesus in this text, he understood what was going on. So he kept the dialogue going with this man. But I want you to understand that sometimes you have to be in discernment and know that some people, they're not going to be saved no matter what you say. Okay. And they're simply just trying to get you all flustered, get you all riled up. And before you know it, you'll be turned around yourself. So you have to understand the spirit behind people's questions sometimes and the spirit behind why they're bringing up certain conversations, bringing up certain topics, bringing up certain things. They're not asking out of their really wanting to know or they're uh, being intrigued or wanting to learn more about Christ or wanting to learn. That's not always the case. You have to have discernment and know the spirit of why a person is asking you so you won't get caught up into a, 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 a tangle, a web of, of uh, 
you know, mess. And then before you know it, you, you'd be all mixed up. Right. And so this is what this man was trying to get Jesus, Jesus tangled up. Satan tried that too. Remember up on the mountain, he tried to get Jesus tangled up and Jesus said, not today. He said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Right. So you got to know when to cut that thing off. You got to learn cut, cut when to cut it off. All right, let me get back. I just wanted to drop that in there uh, to you. All right. So the man asked the question, who is my neighbor? Verse number 30. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He's, he's trying to uh, give a, a parable an example now to the man to help him understand, even though Jesus knew, you know, what was going on. <clears throat> he's not going to let this teaching moment pass <clears throat> so that others perhaps might would hear. Jesus answered saying, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now this is a man that was in bad shape. His clothes was, he, he pretty much was stripped of his clothes. He was wounded. He was left for half dead. Here comes a priest that was coming down uh, from the temple, passed by the man. What did he do? He looked at him and passed by, kept on, as we would say in the country, kept on getting up. Verse 32, and likewise a Levite, another churchgoer, a praise and worshipful leader. And when he was at the place, came and looked, on him he looked at the man he didn't just see the man he stopped and looked on him and kept passing by on the other side verse 33 <clears throat> but a certain samaritan i want you to keep that definition in mind when i said that a neighbor is someone that you just meet by chance. It could be a different nationality or a different religion. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, listen, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? 
And the lawyer said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. Wow. That that was just self-explanatory. So how do I love my neighbor, Pastor Dan? How do I love this person that I'm not acquainted with necessarily? I don't know them well. They may be of a different religion, maybe of a different nationality, or they could be the same nationality, the same religion, but I'm not familiar with them. How do I love my neighbor? Or how do I love people even that I do know? But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily always do for them as much as I do somebody that's close, close to me. It's simple. We show mercy and we show compassion. That's all it is. It's it's not anything uh, mystical or, or, or real extravagant. It's just showing mercy and compassion. That's what love is. That's what loving our neighbor is about. Showing mercy and compassion. Remember, the law said, love thy neighbor as thyself. Don't you want mercy for yourself? Don't you want compassion for yourself? When when you are in going through or dealing with something or um, have went through something good, uh, 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 bad or something, you want what? Mercy. You want somebody to have compassion, right? Even, let's think back. The hurricanes, right? The hurricanes. When those times have happened, uh, times of tragedy and things, people didn't care what color you were. They didn't care what religion you were. All it was about was, can you help me? Right? And I, it was such a blessing to see people cross state lines and cross town lines and city lines just to help one another bringing ice and everything. What was that about being neighbors, loving neighbors, showing compassion and mercy. And that's what love is about showing mercy and compassion because at any given time, it could have been the Levite. It could have been the priest that was stripped of their clothing, beaten, and left for half dead. But they didn't think about that. They didn't think about that. They just saw this man and looked on him and went on about their way and most likely went back to the temple at another time and went back into the scriptures talking about love themselves. Right? So, I love me, but I also love you. I have, I want mercy for me, but I'm going to have mercy on you. I want compassion for me, but I'm going to have compassion toward you. 
Why? Because God has mercy on me. God shows compassion toward me. And how dare I say I love God and I'm a recipient of the love of God, recipient of the mercy of God, recipient of the compassion of God, and not reinvest that back to my neighbor, to someone else. How many know tonight that you are a product of the love of God? You are a product and a recipient of the mercy of God. Because if it was not for the love of God and the mercy of God and the compassion of God, we would all be in a different place than where we are right now. Praise God. Thank God. So let's take that same love, that same compassion and mercy and reinvest that into someone else. God bless you tonight. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Listen.